It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. How's it going? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, Reds fans. We've got a spring training game to talk about, a future shortstop in the making, and some Reds killer of the day later on. Before we get to all that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone. It, man, it was good to have some Reds baseball on TV. And if you've got reactions during the game, after the game, whatever questions, something you noticed that you thought was interesting, give me a call. Give me a text 513 549 0159. So Tuesday, that, that was the first televised game of spring training. Actually, today is the second televised game of spring training. The, the interesting part about Tuesday's game is that Tempe's stadium, Diablo Stadium, there is no radar gun. So there wasn't any instant reaction there. But we do have some news surrounding the game. A very exciting non-roster invitee, Jose De Leon. He kind of inspired some incitement and some uh, 
fans looking forward to watching yesterday's game as he was the slated starter. He did not get out of the first inning, but I mean, we're not, it's all about pitch count. It's all about batters, like number of batters that he faces, things like that. We're we're not really that concerned with his statistics. His control was a little erratic, but that's indicative of a guy who's battling through multiple injuries and finally coming back healthy. After the game, he was telling Inquirer reporters that he felt comfortable. He pitched with max effort for the first time in a long time. He was very happy with that. And they they said that there were uh, some radar guns at the game by folks in the stands that clocked his fastball anywhere from 90 to 94 miles an hour. So, so nothing crazy. But he did have some really nice-looking breaking stuff. He got a couple of guys looking silly on some swing and misses. The only problem was he wasn't really putting it all together. He didn't have a full arsenal during an at-bat. He would have one really good pitch, and then he'd end up walking a guy. And then, of course, Albert Pujols hit a two-RBI hit off of him that pretty much sent him packing. I mean, it wasn't as if he was pulled because of his performance. Like I said, pitch count and all that stuff. The other good news was Matt Davidson got into the game. He was hit by a pitch on the wrist in the first spring training game. And folks were wondering what his health status would be. He is another non-roster invitee, a guy trying to prove something to make the roster. So health is a key factor for him this spring. Good to see him back on the field. Now, performance-wise, didn't look that great at the plate, but nonetheless, he's healthy. We'll see how he keeps going from there. But let's focus on this. This is all confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things? The Reds have their shortstop of the future. Now, I'm not saying, I I, I know I saw our uh, friend of the podcast, Chad Dotson, uh, tweeting about uh, he should be the Reds opening day shortstop this year. And while there was probably a little bit of sarcasm in there, there's probably a little bit of seriousness too, because dude showed some serious talent on Tuesday. I mean, he was working it on all sides of the game, really. I mean, field, bat, glove, arm, you know, whatever. I'm just saying words at this point, but they all mean something. He was awesome. He had two home runs in the game, both to left field. He's a right-handed hitter. He just drove each pitch completely. I mean, they were no doubters, especially in that wind. Yesterday was a very windy day. So much so, I saw a moonshot that Mike Trout hit. Probably should have went 400 feet on any normal day. It got blown back into the stadium, and it was a warning track fly out to to Shogo Akiyama in left field. Which, quick note, we'll get right back to Jose Garcia, but quick note, they started the game with Shogo in left and Aristides Aquino in center. Now, I think on any given day, that's an interesting alignment there part of that I think they are trying to test out Aquino's versatility he really only played right field last year they got to see what they have in him in all of the different outfield spots the problem with that was yesterday was not the perfect scenario not all things being equal the wind was playing havoc with any fly ball into the outfield and there was a fly ball that David Fletcher hit that really challenged them the, both Shogo and Aquino looked like they had decent shots at catching it, uh, but it fell harmlessly to the turf. So that's something to look for, you know, look 
as we continue to go through spring training, see how each one handles the different outfield positions. Shogo figures to be playing lots of different spots in the outfield this season. Aquino, we're still trying to figure out exactly how he fits onto this roster. Versatility will be a key for him. But back to Jose Garcia, because the man is talented. He made Keith Law's top 100 prospects for this season, and I know I was joking as some of the other prospect uh, prognostications came out with their rankings and continued to leave him off of the top 100. He is rated as the number four prospect in our system, and Doug Gray has been on the podcast before and has lauded his talent. He has all kinds of tools. The Reds paid $5 million after he defected from Cuba back in 2017. They gave that money up because they thought they had their future shortstop. I'm thinking that they were right. Dude is awesome on all parts of the game. He made an amazing diving catch at shortstop, a great ranging play on a ground ball up the middle that he was able to nab and throw to first, just looking like a true professional out there at the position, but also when you add in the pop that he showed, and it's not a fluke, it's not as if he just got a hold of a couple of meatballs and he looks good all of a sudden on one game. Last year in High A Daytona, he had 37 doubles. If you remember anything that Doug Gray says about High A Daytona in the Florida State League, it's that hitters have a rough time down there, but he looked pretty good. In fact, he broke out in high A Daytona, and he did that after having surgery on his shoulder that ended his season early back in 2018. He really broke out in 2019. So with that being said, he's not been that high up in the farm system just yet. So it's probably not going to see him this year. If we see him at all, it'll be later on in the year. But the one interesting thing about this is the fact that, you know, we, we've had this question all offseason about who's going to be the shortstop. Is it going to be Freddie Galvis? Are they satisfied with Freddie Galvis? Are they looking to trade for Francisco Lindor? Are they looking to trade for Corey Seager? And while those guys would be amazing, and if they do pull off those trades, then more power to them, that's going to be phenomenal. But if they don't, they've got their guy here in a year or two. And I know we, we're all way tired of hearing about prospects who could be here soon and what their future value is and all this other stuff. It's nice to know that while the team went for it this offseason, spent, got the hitters, got the guys to make this a playoff contending team, hopefully, they still have some guys in the farm system coming up that have lots of promise. And Jose Garcia looks to be the Reds' next shortstop. I was talking with some folks about this after the game. Barry Larkin is very high on him and has really bragged on him a number of different times to a number of different people. He doesn't do that very often. It's not like Barry goes around. He, he's not like... He, Real quick, cross-sport reference here. You guys ever remember watching games whenever John Gruden, watching NFL football games whenever John Gruden announced? He liked everyone. When he announced a preseason football game, he was talking about the third-string quarterback like he's the next Joe Montana. Barry Larkin doesn't do that with Reds players. He doesn't come out and say every single guy that he has watched play baseball is amazing. He picks and chooses, and he knows who's good. He's talked about Jose Garcia like he is the next big thing for the Reds. I, I, I don't want to put that title on him just yet. I don't want to say that he is the promised son of the future for the Reds. 
That being said, he definitely looks like their shortstop of the future. Absolutely phenomenal day for him. I'm going to be watching the rest of his spring training with much interest as we move forward. But dude has all the talent and just eye test too. Like he's not a guy that you have to really squint that hard at the metrics or at the numbers. I'm sure there will be plenty of those that support his awesomeness. But at the same token, the eye test, he passes that. Looks like a really athletic dude. Really excited to see him grow through the Reds farm system. All right, here in just a moment, we're going to jump into today's Reds killer of the day. He is the center fielder on the team of all-time Reds killers. We've gone through the infield, except for catcher. We'll get to catcher here in a little bit. But we've gone through the infield and the left field spot. Last time we did it was Jason Bay, and today is our center fielder. But first, have you guys thought about going out to Arizona for Cactus League action to see spring training? I mean, right now, it's cold, it's rainy here in Cincinnati. There's forecasted for snow today, which is annoying because today is actually supposed to be the home opener for the UC Bearcats. Season ticket holder right here, not to brag. It got snowed out. Just the forecast of snow. Guess what? There's no snow in Arizona. And the best way to get out to Arizona is through visitarizona.com slash spring training. You can get your tickets, you can get your airfare, your hotel, all that good stuff in one place and find even itineraries for stuff to do whenever the game isn't going on. There's so much to do out in Arizona. That's one of my bucket list places to go. I'm sure you've thought about it too. And the best way to get yourself out to Arizona, to Goodyear, to Phoenix, to the area. There is a 50-mile radius that includes all 15 major league ball clubs in the Cactus League. It's awesome. I mean, it's the best way to do it to get there. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Go there and book your trip today. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training is the home base for baseball fans. All right, we are... Six, yes, six players deep in our all-time Reds killer list. We are jumping to center field. We've got two outfield spots left and a catcher to fill out on this team because, man, just a whole team worthy of former opponents that you just groan. And some of them are still active ball players, but today we're looking at center field. Ken, when we look at the all-time center field Reds killer, as you mentioned, as a tease, he is the MVP of the Reds killer team, and that man is... This man, this man hits 310, 442, 698 for an OPS of 1152. It's Ian Happ, former UC Bearcat <laughs> Ian Happ. Shout out to Tom. Um, it's, it seems like he only plays against the Reds, He's a backup, and then he starts in center field. And it's a reasonable sample size for somebody who's been in the league for just a couple of years. He's got 150 plate appearances against the Reds. So he's, as a Cub, he's facing them. Um, most of the time, he's in the lineup. And you put him in center field. He doesn't do much against the rest of the league. He's got a um, right about an 800 OPS against the rest of the league. But... Um, he hits 11.52 against the Reds, and I don't know what it is, but it's something about hitting at Cincinnati, and 
maybe it is maybe it is being a former bearcat but it's he just does it to him he draws his power from clifton it, it it's it must be it must be because 300 point difference in ops is insane and it's hilarious because I remember whenever the Reds signed Shogo Akiyama, there were a ton of Cubs fans that were distraught, is probably a nice word of saying it, that the Cubs did not get Shogo Akiyama because they were complaining that their center field spot is super unresolved. And like you mentioned, that's kind of the reason why Ian Happ is not a super great player against the rest of the league. But if they were to just bring him up, like if they were to like hide him in AAA and whenever they play the Reds, call him up and start him against the Reds every game, then he might have a Hall of Fame worthy career. <laughs> it seems like that. Um, yeah, three hundred fifty point difference is the largest on the team, um, and I I can't explain it. Um, he just does it to the Reds. The all time Reds killer, and that's Ian Happ. And and that was another thing that I saw too is like people different uh, Cubs uh, Twitter folks were talking like, oh, maybe they can package together a trade for Mookie Betts or Francisco Lindor. And in their package, they were including Ian Happ and Kyle Schwarber. And I just wanted to respond and be like, well, then what would Tom Brenneman do? He, he would have nothing to talk about with the Cubs because he wouldn't be able to talk about the Kyle Schwarbers from Middletown and he wouldn't be able to talk about that Ian Happ played for UC. So I, I don't know. I, I think Tom might retire if – if Josh Harrison, Kyle Schwarber, and Ian Happ were all out of the division, <laughs> yeah. he might just pack it in. He, he'd go. Uh, he'd go find that team, whatever team they went to, if <laughs> if they uh, left the division, or yeah, <laughs> that's what it would do. Oh man! So Ian Happ is our Reds MVP or Reds killer MVP, not Reds MVP, and. We only have one more outfield spot left. That's going to come on the next segment of today's Reds Killer. He's going to be our right fielder. And then after that, we've got two more spots to fill. We've got a catcher and a bench spot. You're not going to want to miss them. Stay tuned. Or I guess I should have said subscribe. You're not really tuned. You're subscribed. You're downloading. Eh, whatever. That, that That's going to do it for us here on this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Like I mentioned today, Reds game is televised. Make sure to check that out. It's on Fox Sports Ohio. I believe it's also on the MLB at bat app at bat app. But I'm telling you why that that is such a goofy thing. It's like uh, some folks were talking about like, oh, I can't listen to the game without subscribing to the at bat app. Yeah. Like, come on, MLB, do something about that. Fix it. Anyway, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on all the podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter. You know the handles and save the Lockdown Reds line number into the phone, 513-549-0159. On tomorrow's show, your friend and my friend, Stephen Offenbaker, will be on. We're going to talk about all things Reds. Might see what his feelings are on Jose Garcia being the opening day shortstop. Who knows? I don't know. Probably not. But I know that he's not a big fan of Freddie Galvis. We'll, we'll see how all that goes. We'll talk about that and more on tomorrow's podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. But until then, this has been the Locked on Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.